Andrew Waitman has spent three decades working in Ottawa's local tech sector, from his days as managing partner at Celtic House to dozens of board appointments to his present role as the CEO of Ascent Compliance. Andrew has seen it all. Today, we tap into this vast experience as we gaze into a crystal ball to figure out what 2022 might bring for the local tech sector. Coming up on Techopia Live. <laughs> Welcome to Techopia Live. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Uh, today we continue talking to uh, some of the most intriguing companies and their CEOs. Uh, we're doing this as 2022 gets underway. And we're, in this episode, we want to really zoom out and take a look at the state of the sector, both on a global basis and, and maybe a bit more relevant to us uh, from an at-home perspective here in Ottawa. And to do this, we've got one of the most experienced tech CEOs in the city. Uh, he was working way back when uh, in the venture capital field and and then at Pythian and now at Ascent Compliance. Let's welcome him now. Here is the CEO of Ascent Compliance, Andrew Waitman. Hi, Michael. There he is. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. And thank you. You know, Andrew, there, I, there really aren't that many CEOs. There's some great tech CEOs in Ottawa. But when I, I think of uh, a CEO I want to talk to, to kind of zoom out, as I'm saying, uh, it really is you. you. You bring a wealth of knowledge across all sorts of sectors. You've you've led uh, various companies and other ventures in that. So and been an investor, of course. So thank you for your time today. You're trying to get me to drop the cheese. Yeah, there you go. So, um, Andrew, it won't, we're not too far away from, from a big uh, and maybe unfortunate milestone, which will be two years into a pandemic. Uh, that's that's going to roll up in uh, 30 to 60 days. Uh, just your general observations. Again, you're, you know, you're very well read. You think a lot about business. What do you, what do you think, like two years into a, a pandemic for people operating businesses? Any general thoughts? Well, you know, Michael, it's a tale of two cities, right? It's a Dickens world, okay? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. So if you were in the right places, um, it, it's a staggering time. Asset valuations have gone, you know, higher than they've ever been. Um, you know, whether you're in real estate, you know, if you're even if you're in construction, but certainly if you're in digital, it is likely that you've had, you know, extraordinary times. And equally, you know, it's been very, very tough on the hospitality industry. It's been very, very tough on a number of industries um, and people. And there's, you know, when this whole, all is written, you know, even at the global level, Michael, um, poverty has increased. OK, during during this uh, pandemic. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's going to have some destabilizing uh, macro uh, effects. Countries uh, have suffered. Uh, the poorer countries have suffered while the richer companies, uh, richer countries have benefited. And, you know, the little bit of the vaccine issues that you've seen. So it's it's you know, it's important that those of us who have done well um, think about this and how we can contribute to those who have not done so well. Uh, Andrew, uh, we'll zoom back from that giant global perspective, zoom a little bit more in in Ottawa. I think you started in the local tech sector maybe around the late 1990s. Do I have that right? That's right. Yeah. So you, you've watched the sector for a long time like me. 
uh, you know, through that, uh, the dot-com and telecom boom, and then a little bit of a bust, and then a shift in Ottawa to SaaS. I mean, Ascent Compliance is a giant example of that, as is Shopify and other players. And, um, so what are your observations as we're here in, in beginning 2022 on the state of the local tech sector? Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> you're right. And it's it's three decades. Um, and, you know, look, every single decade, um, the, the, the community has improved in a variety of ways. And, you know, whether we're talking about the size of the economy, the diversity of the economy, the diversity of our tech sector. Okay, it not just being concentrated in Canada. Obviously, Shopify has had a tremendous. Um, it's an unusual uh, and very rare uh, black swan, but but it has had a very uh, a positive impact to the community, both in those who have sufficient money to take the risk to start other companies, uh, to be angel investors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, as you mentioned, Michael, the region has attracted um, you know a significant amount of capital. Um, and, and so all of those constituent parts are important to the success of the community. I would say one of the biggest uh, recent things, which is this distributed workforce um, and, and Ascent is, you know, experiencing this is we used to be very headquarters centric. Our mindset was that we dominated hiring in and around our headquarters. And now it is normalized and common for us to hire from New Brunswick to Vancouver. And, and that will change um, the landscape with regards to, you know, uh, whether we're headquartered here or how we're expanding. And so that will have derivative effects. Now, you know, if you think about, I, I don't know if you've tried to buy a place in Ottawa recently, but it's, it's, it's a bit crazy. So there's, there's a lot of uh, factors. I, I would say the one, the last point I would make, um, and this is kind of a, a, a remaining gap, okay, Michael, is if you think about, you have to put Shopify aside for a second, because it is a very rare, it's a Google-esque type company. Um, we need to see more, uh, you know, we saw $3 billion come into uh, the city between 1998 and 2001, um, but we didn't see a lot of, uh, you know, um, successful uh, of that or exits and so on. We saw some. We're seeing a lot of money coming into the community. We need to see more what I would call, you know, $25 million, $50 million, and then the marker that I think that builds real community uh, stability is a $100 million company. So I think that's something all of us should be coaching and looking toward more is and you know invest ottawa does their scale up programs but we we really need to be looking for that resilience where companies have gone beyond that kind of 25 into the 50 and into the 100. it's, it's funny that number 100 million has been around for a long time i remember when that number was thrown around in the cognos days by yes. the way like cognos had to get to 100 million and yes. it was that was going to be the point. So it's interesting you uh, you maintain that kind of milestone. When I asked you to uh, think back a little bit in uh, preparation for this interview on on 2021 and where we're at, you used a phrase uh, "pirates and patriots." What do, what do you mean by pirates and patriots, Andrew? Well, okay. So how politically correct do you want me to be, Michael? Um, Stretch it. <laughs> <laughs> so so in any in any era, and I'm going to throw a few metaphors around. So get ready, okay. But in any era of economic cycle, booms and busts, okay, um, you know, the pirates are also turkeys, okay? So the pirates are the ones who are playing 
and they're not really. So they're going to raise money, but they don't really, um, you know, they're not, they're not playing the wealth generation game. They're playing the ego uh, vanity game. Okay. And it's, it's like they're acting at being a CEO. They're acting at, you know, being this, that, or the other, but they don't really have the understanding or the intention. And, you know, you like not to be, you know, too crude about this, but, you know, she's on trial right now. You know, Elizabeth Holmes never really fully understood what she was building or what she was trying to do. Or certainly um, she maybe she started out with it with a great aspiration. Um, and by the way, you know, Bad Blood, which is the book about Theranos, um, there's a connection here in the city um, to that story in the sense that we have the world's leading um, point of care blood analysis person. Um, you know, who, who started two startups, one of the brightest, if not the brightest guy I know, Imance Lukes, who, who totally understood that she, you know, was not getting there. So my term of pirates versus patriots, um, patriots who are genuinely trying to build businesses and create wealth for all stakeholders. Um, they're the eagles. Um, they're, the, they're the ones who build the, the, the long the long term, the, the, the oaks, not the willows. Um, and, and then, you know, there's the turkeys who in a good wind, everybody flies. And so it's often difficult to tell which ones are the turkeys, um, and which ones are the, are the eagles. But when the wind stops, uh, as you know, it did, uh, in 2000 and in 2008, um, the eagles hit the, uh, the, um, turkeys hit the ground pretty hard. Um, but the, but the eagles continue to soar. So, you know, I mix a few metaphors there, but yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. that was my pirates and uh, patriots. And let's count Descent as one of the eagles that are soaring. Oh, to I, yeah. And e eagles are both people and contexts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good stuff. And I want to uh, talk to you about valuations and M&A activity. But before I do that, we need to pause for a second just to recognize the sponsor of this episode of Techopia Live, Pearlie Robertson, Hill and McDougall. Tech companies must move at the speed of light, and they need a law firm that moves just as fast. Curly Robertson Hill & McDougall has developed long-standing expertise in helping tech companies address their legal matters. As Ottawa's largest, premier, full-service law firm, Curly Robertson Hill & McDougall has provided a number of specialized legal services for the past 50 years. Curly Robertson Hill & McDougall's in-house legal experts can help tech companies with financing strategies, venture capital, private placements and public offerings, mergers and acquisitions, intellectual property protections, shareholder agreements, and much more. To learn more about how Pearlie Robertson Hill and McDougall can help your company, visit perlaw.ca. And we're back with Andrew Waitman, the CEO of Ascent Compliance. And we're going to talk a little bit, Andrew, about um, M&A, Emergent Acquisitions Activity, uh, and maybe maybe valuations, maybe the two are connected. But it, I've been astounded at the number of uh, companies for being sold, purchased. Is uh, any, any observations, is that just a, a, a factor of the, the uh, that valuations seem to be way up in the tech sector? So, you know, the market cycles are obviously, uh, you know, a, a key part of that. Um, but, you know, growth drives valuations and growth sometimes needs to be um, um, non-organic, needs to be, you know, if you look at light speed, 
trying to, you know, get bulked up on the point of sale versus, you know, Shopify's organic growth. Um, you know, it, 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 it can provide competitive advantage if you can bulk up faster through M&A. And with these valuations, obviously, you've got sometimes you've got stocks trading at, you know, 30, 40 um, times forward ARR. Uh, that's a good currency. And then, as you know, the constellation models exist um, and are being, you know, competitive. So I think it's part of the cycle of the times. It's part of the abundance of capital. Um, and it's it's just part of the abundance of innovation and um, creation that uh, that the companies are pursuing what would have been, Michael, for the last five years, phenomenal returns in certain sectors and SaaS you're very familiar with. Um, the returns in SaaS have be, just been staggering. So there, there's anticipatory energy to to build bigger and, and better. And uh, on the venture capital side, it wasn't too many months ago when o OBJ and Tecopoli obviously were ringing uh, alarm bells, uh, incorrectly, I guess, because no, you know we dropped off the top 10 list of VCs. And you've seen, by the way, Toronto just take it to a completely different level in terms of the amount of venture capital that's going into that city. And then suddenly, you know, it was it's almost like... Uh, it's almost like 1999 again, 2000, because we get full script. These are all Canadian numbers, by the way, at 300 million, GAN at 190 million, rewind two deals worth about 100 million. Wow, that was a that was a quick uh, quick turnaround. Is that the way you think it's going to go, or you know, is is this just again a, a kind of a cyclical type thing where sometimes it's dry and then some companies are working up to it and the deals just hit? There, there is, I, I'll, I'll suggest to you a couple of dynamics. So there is an enormous amount of capital and capital gets drawn into high returns areas. And obviously technology is showing some incredible returns these last several years. So that draws in capital. But one of the things, Michael, that people don't fully appreciate yet is that wealth in the world uh, is being created at quite a rate in, in, in even dysfunctional countries like Russia and China, et cetera. But what's happening, whether you go Turkey, whether you go China, or whether you go Russia, as, as places where wealth can be created, that money has fewer and fewer places to invest. And so what happens is that money starts to accumulate in fewer and fewer countries, which is driving up. So the wealth is generated worldwide, but there's no safe places those people want to put their money. And so North America, um, because of its you know, judicial and financial and political system, is attracting a disproportionate. So think of sovereign wealth funds, you know, like Norway, that has 1.3 trillion. They actually have less countries that they want to invest in, whether you look at the dysfunction of Venezuela, the dysfunction of, you know, Turkey and China and Russia. Um, so what's happening is, is wealth is being created worldwide, but it's being concentrated in what I would call more stable democracies. And so that's, that's one thing that's causing... Um, elevation of assets in, in safer. And so that's why housing prices are being pushed up, real estate prices. Um, it, it, there's other uh, factors at play, but, um, you know, the entire, like if you think about the entire tourism industry and the trillions that would have gone into that globally, um, that's being put into assets as well through savings and then those funds deploying capital. So there's there's just a lot of wealth that's being concentrated and and you've got asset inflation um, going on in in, you know, more trusted countries. And we're going to wrap up here in a second, Andrew, but just to stick on that venture capital uh, question again, 
you know, we're kind of obsessed with stuff like venture capital deals happening in the, at the city and at, at OBJ and Tecopia and where that level happens to be. And again, we've seen Toronto kind of take it to a, a completely different level. Is that a useful metric, of, you know, for tech CEOs to th be thinking about how much venture capital is coming into the city or is it just so cyclical we should just move on and well, you know, and, and again, we can refer back, Michael, because you and I have been around long enough to know that we see these these peaks and valleys. And, you know, look, it it, it engenders an, an opportunity to create wealth because it takes wealth to create wealth and it, it, it engenders innovation. It engenders uh, a, an educated, you know, a professional workforce, a digital workforce improving. And that being said, um, I think, you know, it, we, we need to see more, I'll go back to my 25, 50, $100 million outcomes. So inputs are important. They absolutely are. But we probably don't spend enough time on, on how are the outputs looking. And the outputs for Ottawa and the country are definitely more voluminous than they've been historically. But they're still um, what I would say a scarcity of that of those oak trees versus those willows. Yeah, interesting. And the last question maybe for today as we look forward to 2022, thinking about Ottawa's technology sector in specific, are you uh, more optimistic or less optimistic in terms of our ability to to continue, as you said, to hit those, uh, build companies, I guess, grow companies to 25, 50, 7,500 million, more or less optimistic? Far more. And ironically, it's because if you think about the components, um, which are people, okay, like experienced people and, and, you know, truly talented. We now have access in a normalized way, in a cognitive mental model, normalized way. Um, it's no longer about gene pools that are just in your neighborhood. And, and it's been normalized now that teams are going to be hired throughout North America. Yes, it's going to be more competitive as well. But I do think that those who have that nugget of goodness, um, that founder team, that really great uh, innovative idea can now access talent virtually anywhere more normalized than they ever could before. So whether you're tiny um, and hiring people in Toronto or Vancouver or, you know, Boston or wherever. So talent ultimately is what leads to success and having better access to the best. Now, it is more competitive. So that's a kind of counterpoint. But, you know, Ottawa, and you know this, Michael, has one of the best quality of life in the world. And that's on many, many, many rankings. So I think we're going to get an influx of people here um, to live here. And I think we're going to get an influx of, of opportunity and innovation. So I'm, and you know, I've always been an optimist, but I am more optimistic about uh, Ottawa's ecosystem than I've ever been. That's great. Great to hear that. Andrew, thanks very much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Take care and thanks, all the best Michael. for 2022. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Andrew Waitman, once again, the CEO of Ascent Compliance, zooming out and, and helping us uh, understand, uh, you know, the, the trends that are going to shape the technology sector on a global basis and then bring it home back here to Ottawa. As we wrap up, let's recognize the sponsors of Techopia. Here they are. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Curly Robertson Hill and McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law. TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies. The University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Techopia is not only a podcast, 
we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia, O-T-T. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. Thanks again to Andrew Waitman, the CEO of Ascent Compliance. Uh, fascinating to see what 2022 will bring. And of course, we're just uh, ramping up for lots of episodes of uh, Techopia and uh, excited to uh, look forward to this new year. Uh, uh, oh, geez. <laughs> I lost it there, Khaled. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Let's go back. Uh, imagine it's the end of the uh, contacts and sponsor. Okay. You want to flash something on screen or I'll just start talking? Yeah, just uh, here we go. And one, two. Thanks again to Andrew Waitman, the CEO of Ascent Compliance, for helping us put 2022 uh, into context and peer into that crystal ball, trying to determine what this new year will bring. As he said, he's optimistic about 2022 and he thinks Ottawa's got a, a great momentum that's built up and, and an experienced uh, set of entrepreneurs that's ever expanding. That's all the time we have for this episode of Techopia. On behalf of my colleagues at OBJ and Techopia, uh, thank you for watching. Hope to see you real soon. Stay safe and stay connected. Bye-bye.